It's another episode of Surf Development Tactics podcast. Today we are going through a video by the Tim Ferriss show around from solo adventuring the full throated. Is it throated? Yes, it is. Love and marriage, featuring Rolf Potts, who is also the person that I actually have talked about. I think it might have been yesterday as well um, when it was about um, Memento Mori which I think, I don't know what it is, but it's it's around time, or it was around time. I think it is We Are Gonna Die, is it? Memento Mori, Latin for remember that you have. is an artistic or symbolic trope acting as a reminder of the ine- inevitability of death, period. So not forgetting about the fact that we are just having a set amount of time on this planet and we should rather enjoy it. Maybe even make ourselves uh, enjoy certain things. But yeah, let's see what Tim is saying, or what Rolf Potters, Potters, yes, Harry fucking Potter, Rolf Potts is saying. The question that I want to ask was, as the solo dirtbag traveler, get up and go anytime, marriage now, what happened? I mean, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but how did you personally arrive at a point where you're like, okay, I think this is the next... By the way, there we go, from solo adventure to Adventurer to full throated love and marriage, Rolf Potts the Tim Ferriss show from October 7th, 2022. So that they actually have the source also for the people on the podcast. And this is the the full episode, just because I'm seeing it now. The Vagabond's Way Tactics for Immersive Travel, Pil- Pilgrimages, Pil Pil whatever and more, Rolf Potts, which was 10 days ago, so approximately. Um, yes, September. (laughs) Next step. It's a good question. And I wish there could be some sort of replicable lesson here, you know, that if you just do this during a pandemic, you'll meet your soulmate. But I just, through dumb luck and a dating app, I I met my person, you know, I met my soulmate during the pandemic. It's funny. She's from Kansas. I'm from Kansas. I've sort of been searching for my Kansas girl on the other side of the world. And she was on the other side of the world. She was living in Europe when the pandemic happened. She came back to be close to her family. I was living close to my family. We were both sort of bored on a dating app one day. And it's like, wait a second, really? You're out there? And it just went from zero to let's get married in, in no time flat. Uh, and so so in a way, I just I, I met the right person and it was great. But I think I, I think just being open to that and and realizing that was... I wouldn't also say that this is by any chance like kind of the opposite because I know where Tim is um, is coming from uh, regarding this question regarding what he's talking about but uh, because of course I mean when I'm <laughs> when I'm vagabonding around when I'm just you know basically not having a home and traveling all the time um, and then going from this from this very free state to having a marriage so definitely certain things to um, to do to think about to um, also a lot of legal shit. Yes, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily the opposite. What I want to say is, though, that um, you can still do the shit that you want to do. You can still do, like, I don't know, travel and stuff. Maybe you're not alone, which is also pretty great. So um, I'm looking forward to what the answer is. There's a thing. I, I think as a dirtbag traveler, and I've always been a proud dirtbag traveler, there's some, <laughs> some compromises you make in life where you think, I am sort of sacrificing traditional love for an interesting life and for freedom and for flexibility and for the ability to be anywhere at any time. And 
then you meet this person, then you meet your person. It's like all those song lyrics that you sort of rolled your eyes at when in your twenties suddenly makes sense. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Give me a, give me an old sixties Motown song about love. And that's, that's what I'm experiencing with this person. <laughs> and so it's great. It's the ability to experience something. And it's not like I fell in love for the first time, but experience that full throated, full hearted, all in love. When I was, when I was pushing 50 was fun to see. And there's almost a travel parallel in that, in that sense, in that you're always seeking newness. And I think I sort of had a scab over my heart in a certain sense, because travel was so rewarding and the freedom to travel was so rewarding that I didn't realize I could have it both. And then suddenly I met this person. It's like, oh, and I, I think when I proposed marriage, I used Waltman's line, you know, I give you my hand, I give you my love more precious than money. Will you come travel with me? Shall we stick together as long as we live? If, if I didn't quote hmm. that directly, I paraphrase it because it's like, yes, this is my person. Come travel with me and come stay here with me too. We have a good life here in Kansas as well. But it's interesting. And this probably doesn't happen uh, to most people. I think a lot of people really get into the love mindset in that, in that age that features romantic comedies, your, your 20s or whatever. But for some reason, I thought the uh, the price of an interesting life was not having traditional love relationship, and I was I was blown away to have a to fall in love during the pandemic with my person. So, hmm. so let's dig a bit further on that. You're okay. a, an excellent writer, a man of words, a man of letters. How would you describe this experience? What was different? How were you different in responding to it? As you said, not your first time falling in love. And love can also be an umbrella term that covers a lot of different species of what we might call love. So what what was different about you, about her, about the two of you? You've had you've been exposed to a lot of things in a lot of places. So what was it? I enjoyed being a bachelor back when I was one. Which I also don't really understand. Um the whole freedom thing and um not having to care about that much. But as he also said before there's a lot of things that um, that you're going to miss out on, period. Um, whether it is very small things, whether it is very big things, but one has to be clear and um, keep in mind that there are definitely certain things that um, you will not have anymore, quote-unquote, at least not as, you, um, as you've been used to it. But on the other hand, you're definitely also going to get certain things. You're also going to get um, like these new experiences and um, probably even you're going to learn quite a lot about yourself as well at least you know this is quite what is happening to me quite um but i don't know i think i do want to underline that i I don't believe and it obviously really depends on the person really depends on the whole situation also kids and, and and whatnot but um one doesn't have to exclude the other like just because I am in a relationship doesn't mean that I couldn't travel alone. You know, it's all about talking, communication, and I don't know, figuring things out together. Like, Man, and I've, I've told my wife sometimes we should have met 10 years earlier. Like this 10 years would have been way more interesting if you would have been in it, right? Mm. And she's here, yeah, I'm not sure if we would have been ready. I'm not sure if I would have been ready for you and you for me. And so I yeah. think sometimes maybe I'm a person who just needed to grow a little bit, you know, to be more open-hearted, to be ready to meet this person. And I'm suddenly this believer in fate, but I I sort of needed to work through some things. I needed to travel some and just sort of get a sense to where I realized I needed that, you know, that I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have lived a complete life. I I needed my other half, you know, I needed that full-throated open-hearted love. And it sort of caught me by surprise. But now that I 
have it. It just doesn't make sense. It's like, what I was, what was I doing all those years yeah. where I, before I met my wife? So hmm. does that, does that answer your question? Are you, I think it does. I think it does. Yeah. I, I suppose I'm hearing the, you being more prepared on some level, even though it perhaps it wasn't a conscious preparation for this, but having changed over time, become more open hearted. You also, I would imagine probably thought through what proposing and getting married would mean. I suppose if you have any other pieces of advice or suggestions for folks out there, maybe one who you're talking to, who is, you know, I, and it might also just say and, and mean that first of all, it is okay to, to wait quite, quite some time. It might be the case that of course, depends on, on where you're living and, you know, other circumstances and situations, but sometimes one is, I don't want to say obligated, but um, society quite says that you should be doing this and that and the other thing by this and that age, whether it is because um, other family members have done that and or just the majority is doing that. But he said he was pushing 50. So um, I assume that he might be 50 right now or very close to it. And um, I don't know. I think it is really okay to wait up until this point to just, you know, do X, Y, and Z. I don't think that um, this is wrong or bad or whatever. I really don't think so. Um, might also just be really smart to do so. Um, I think <laughs> on on one hand, well, it could also be quite dumb or quite quite difficult then, because up until 50, I'd say that who you are <laughs> is quite who you are. And uh, maybe changing becomes more difficult and adapting to certain things becomes more difficult. And then, of course, communication becomes even more uh, important and uh, <laughs> more often. But... Uh, I believe that for some people it is just what they need and what is sensical and smart. And for some other people, it just, you know, might indeed be like, I don't know, just in the twenties or in the thirties or whatever. But I think, I believe it is not about, it is not about rushing things. I'd, I'd say that this is very rarely smart. I'd say getting to, if not having already passed the midpoint in life, who has not yet arrived there, right? What would you say? I think that that needs to be worked through. I think too many people in all societies marry too soon because it's sort of expected. They think it will complete them somehow. I think working through ambivalence or through uncertainty is an important thing. You know, I had, I had a concussion. I, I wrecked a motorcycle in Asia in 2019, and it led me into some post-concussive depression. And I think sometimes mm. that experience, I think, actually, I'm not sure how hardwired for depression I am. I'm, I'm sort of this reflexive optimist, but it also felt seasonal depression sometimes. And so it was probably always there, but just sort of working through, sort of having my my head knocked in a little bit and being, you know, sort of, working through dealing with aloneness and sadness and realizing that being completely an island away from other people is not necessarily a desirable thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that yeah. depression necessarily is going to compel someone to just marry the next person who walks in the door. I think I was very lucky to meet someone who was very well suited to be with me and I with her. 
But I think working through those, just realizing it's something you need. Like I think I, I think mm-hmm. I realized I needed that kind of love before I met my wife. And then when I met my wife, it's like, oh, well, there you are, right? And so I worry, I, my nightmare is that I may have met her 10 years earlier and not recognized the, the way that she completed my way of being in the world. And so I would say, don't, don't be afraid of those negatives and, and the sadness and, and sort of trying, but, but be honest with yourself. I think sometimes maybe men have a problem with this more than women is that that self-sufficiency, trying to be completely self-contained and having freedom and not really having obligations to other people in life doesn't always yield happiness in a way that that sort of yoking yourself to somebody else's life can. And so mm-hmm. I can speak with expertise about travel, less so with love. I still feel like I was really blindsided by it. And again, very lucky to, to have experienced it in the full-throated way that I did. But I think just sort of working through it and, and realizing that complete independence and, and sort of being pinched off from other people in the world is not necessarily the best way to live. And that is it with the video um i think as well as i actually you know said before there are always going to be upsides and downsides of whatever situation you're in and uh whatever lifestyle that that you're having and um doesn't necessarily like maybe even the negatives aren't that negative maybe the positives aren't that positive i think well first of all it is very individual and how you're living your life and how somebody else is living their life. But also, um, I would say that when one is able to live a happy life on themselves and are kind of content with who they are and uh, actually really happy with who they are, maybe, just maybe, it is also then easier to um, to live together with someone um, because it might just be about an addition for the other person and the person being addition to yourself. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not about needing. Of course, at, at some point, there is going to be a very strong connection, I'd say. But um, I don't know. Like, I do like the thought of I am I'm, I'm good myself. And I'm able to bring such a lot to the other person. I think this is a cool thought. I think this is a good and, and cool concept to to maybe live by. <laughs> to maybe, I don't know. I I would say that this sounds good. This sounds really good. Um, kind of trying to maximize what it can bring to the table. Um, of course, without expecting quite anything by the other person. Of course, there is going to be certain things that are just important for you, uh, just you know, individually important for you, and just some things that are important um, for or to me. But um, what 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 can you offer, and uh, how good can you make the other person's life? Maybe I don't know. I think that there are just many many questions. Once again, it is about questions, uh, many questions that one could be asking oneself, and uh, then to to focus on, then to remember, and then to make sure to to fulfill them so that i don't know maybe you're just bettering the chances that things are gonna be good working out well um or it's just or it's just good or it's just making you happy having like this this overall goal or this just this this way of living like creating meaning for yourself basically and uh a reason you know reasoning things for yourself but yeah 
I hope that I've been able to spotlight certain things, certain ideas, certain uh, um, concepts maybe as well uh, with the video. So thanks to Tim Ferriss and also Rolf Potts for the inputs and the thoughts. And I'm hopefully going to see you the next time. So bye-bye. And now we have to wait till <laughs> some time passes that the fucking outro is not being cut off.